Blessings everybody, this is Prophet Lovi and I'm so excited to be inviting you to the second prophetic school that we are going to be having this year. It's just going to be phenomenal. The first one was so powerful, but this one will be even greater and will be even better. It's very important to understand that it is God's will that every single person, whether you're an evangelist, whether you're a pastor, whether you're a teacher, whether you're an apostle, for you to function in the prophetic. Because the prophetic is the revealer of things that are hidden in the heavenly realm. If God wanted to speak to you concerning California right now, you cannot find any verse in the scripture that will talk about California. But God through his spirit and by his spirit, he can speak to you specifically concerning the things he's going to be doing in the land. So it's very important for you to know how to hear the voice of God so that you will know that every step that you take, that God is the one that is ordering it. The Bible says it clearly, those who are led by the Spirit are the sons of God. My desire is that you will grow into a place where you are led by the Holy Spirit, where you can know His voice, you will know His still small voice, where He wants you to go, where He wants you to step, so that many people will be blessed because of you. My prayer is that you will be one of those that will be baptized in the prophetic and your life will never be the same. This is Prophet Lovi and I can't wait to see you from September 30th to October 2nd. It's going to be prophetic. It's going to be powerful and you will live so equipped and ready to win the world for Jesus. God bless you and I can't wait to see you. This is the Prophet Lovi. Shalom, shalom. I've been, I've been, I've been taken captive by the truth, and I, I don't think I want to get out. Coming to this class, I'm just tapping deeper into the spirit, and uh, I've learned that you need a doorway into the spirit, and Prophet Lovi is that doorway. And you can try to do it on your own, but you will not get far at all. You need a doorway. It's actually really nice to uh, just be able to engage and to listen to everybody's experiences and learn that we're all having the same thing. We're all going through the same thing. We're all lost and in the dark about the same stuff. And for him to clear it up, it's just been great. I decided to attend prophetic school because um, I want to learn. I want to learn from someone that has a relationship with Jesus, that knows Jesus, that expresses Jesus out, that I see Jesus through. There's just been deep layers upon layers on things that uh, the prophet has been speaking on that is just like mind-blowing. Perfect school was no other option. There was no other option for my life, for my family's life. I tell you, this is the best thing we've ever done. When given the opportunity for something like a prophetic school, I had to. I didn't have a choice. I would recommend it for anybody who wants to walk on this earth with God. There's nothing like this. It's amazing. <laughs> what else to say about it? Um, I, I hope you can partake in it. Do yourself and your future and your future generations the biggest blessing and favor and come and take part in this because you will not regret it. I promise you, I'm speaking from my own experience. I saw God giving him a platform in Hollywood, this one. I saw him becoming very known and very famous. 
I don't know what you do, but I saw your star just going. Because when I looked at him, I saw him becoming as big as Kevin Hart, this one. Oh, what do you do? Stand up comedy. In the realms of the spirit, when you were carrying him, there was a big challenge in the realm of the spirit. It was a difficult pregnancy to carry him. To the point that it looked like you're going to lose him at some point. Yeah. Because I remember I am seeing it in the realms of the spirit. When you're about four months going to five months, yeah. I saw you bleeding that yeah. you thought that you actually lost him. Yes, yes. Professor! I am trying to understand what these two angels are saying because I'm hearing one saying, God with us, and the other one is saying Emmanuel. Uh, what is that? I saw him doing this, throwing seeds. When people are throwing seeds, it means they have a calling, a pastoral calling to feed people and to raise people. Huh? You say what? Clariosto improdovida shalakate le mande Provein den kishta agosta alova kalamande le pronde ligista I pray for you in the name of Jesus That the Lord will touch you wherever you are I pray that the Sulam anointing shall come upon you as you listen to this prayer I pray that your spiritual ears and your spiritual eyes and your spiritual understanding shall be unlocked this day. I pray that the mysteries of Jehovah God shall be released unto you. I pray that you may know his power, that you may know his love, that you may know his might in your life this day. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus. May what was impossible become possible now. Lande le kishta avuka la bronde le kishta vara kiase. Mevra tufta ika la vande le bronde dia. La clariosto fradeike le kishta avuka talamande. Laisti constelesta in glory fantelino. Mevretita atuva kashuka prave dia amande. Langa tita labra de liga oka pavake tila mande le pronde vikate. Zila kusha, mevrafia azufeke, kinkarabasonte le keya azuke prade kishta amande le kushta. Pravakushte ikarabakante le teleba sovare, makusha arade dia azaka talabante. Monde le kashte iza azuva, meria azu kadalamande karabatoshte, kapro soto lomande le keshta azu karamande, mavo, mavo, mavo. I pray that my encounters with the Lord will become your encounters. I pray that every single angelic visitation that I've experienced, may the Lord favor you today. May the Lord give you the grace 
to see the things that I have seen and beyond. I unlock you in the prophetic today. I release the Sulam anointing upon you today. May angels ascend and descend upon you in the mighty and powerful name of Jesus. May the Lord be glorified through your life. May the world know that Jesus is alive by reason of him manifesting himself through you. I decree and declare as a prophet of God, there will be a difference from this day. When you stand before people, when you pray, there will be a change. That people will know that the Holy Spirit is upon you and he has anointed you to do the work of God. To be a shield for your family. To be a defender of your family. Let it be so now. In Jesus' mighty name. In the realm of the spirit, you see what is on your shirt. The Lord said me, your name is what is on your shirt. Hallelujah! What is your name? Rose. What do you have on your shirt? I don't know why. Where is my mama Ghana power? I saw fire jumping from her and coming to you. And I'm trying to understand why. When I looked at you, I saw her. When I saw her, I saw you. Are you a nurse? You're in the medical field. Yeah. Go to her, put the mic on her. I'm a nurse. Were you married before? Divorce. Okay, go to my mama Ghana. I'm divorced. I saw somebody else with a name like Campbell. Campbell. As I was walking in the realms of the spirit, God says that He's about to bless the Campbell family. Prophesy. I saw somebody in the Bible called Anna, but God said no, Anne. Tracy Anne. Ah. Prophesy. I saw God taking words and ran with it to the ends of the world. What does he do? Prophesy. is like Ogaga, Ogaga. Do you know somebody called Kenny? Kenny, that's me. Is Kenny Ogba Ugaga. Kenny Ogba Ugaga. Professor. Who has a name that starts with like an M? Just said Maria. Maria. <laughs> because I was looking at you there, I'm seeing an M on your forehead. I saw God putting a garment on somebody called Jonathan. My first name. Professor. In 2013, you are not supposed to be here. Hey! You had surgery. Major surgery. I looked at you and I saw an x-ray. I saw your body beyond the flesh. And the Lord told me that we need to pray for his lungs. I'm sick right now. Where? In the lungs. You've seen me before. I've never seen you before. How can I know these things? One thing about you, you are real. <laughs> so, uh, what time is it now? It's uh, it's eight. 3536. Bless God, everybody. This is Prophet Lovi. Um, I'm so blessed to have a bunch of sons and daughters here. 
Yes, Lord. <laughs> they snapped in slow. <laughs> but uh, uh, I think we're going to continue this part two of uh, weapons of warfare. And uh, my prayer is that everybody will be so blessed and everybody will move to another dimension because of this great lesson that we're going to be speaking about. Uh, my prayer is that uh, those who are at home, you will share this as many times as you can. And those who are here, I want you to be ready because God is going to speak to you. Uh, and I, I feel like they, they ate too much. You ate too much. <laughs> so my prayer is that everybody will learn something. The purpose of doing this is one reason only. First of all, it's part of my mandate from the Lord Jesus. Secondly, is to make you useful for the kingdom of God. If you're not useful for what God is doing, then there is no reason to have you. A lot of people die before their time because you're not useful. The more useful you are, the more you are needed by the kingdom of God. When the king was about to die, a prophet went to tell him, get your house in order for you're about to die. And the man turned and looked at the wall in his house and he prayed. He said, Lord, I have done this. I have done that for your people. I've done this for your people. And he cried. He said, Lord, will you really take me now? And the Lord told the prophet, go back. I have added 15 more years on top of his years. So God extends your life based on your usefulness. Amen. I thought somebody would say amen. amen. And, and, and God to extend your life. Because if you, if you live for yourself, you will die soon. You gotta be live, you, you have to live for more than yourself. You have to make sure that when your presence is not there, it's felt. There are some people, if they're in a place, you don't even know that they're there. That's a bad thing. When you move, people have to say, ah, if so and so was here, it would have been like this. They just told God, extend this one's life. If you, if, you, if you don't do that, you will always find yourself moving backwards instead of moving forward. Because God will give you resources. You know, God will give you resources because you're useful. He knows if he gives you 10 million, a few widows, widowers, children, orphans will be taken care of. But that's not just saying, Lord, if you bless me, I will do it. It's having an, a natural instinct. Let me give you an example. We're going to talk about weapons of warfare, but I don't know why in my spirit God is making me to say this. In me, it doesn't matter whether I am sick, I am well. I am always ready to do God's work at any time. It doesn't matter. That's like my heart 
is to make sure that people are growing and they're you they they become who they are supposed to be in the presence of God. It's not just let me preach because it's the right thing. No, this is who I am. The Lord Jesus was was resurrection and life so much that he passed by a family and there was a funeral and he saw the mother crying for her child he said no he went and resurrected the son it was so in him to give life to anybody he didn't care if that boy was a sinner whatever because of his mother's tears said no she's a widow this let me bring him back but it was so he didn't say okay it's god's time and moved on it was so some part of him to impact people if god called you home right now who will cry for you apart from your family and religious people say in every funeral he was a good person <laughs> there's a lot of people people say he was a good person he definitely wasn't hello be useful and God will extend your life. Please share as much as you can and then uh and then uh you know I I'll uh, I'll do a whole teaching on how to live long. Oh there is a way for sure. There are things you can do to live long. A 100%. There are things you can do to live long. Even if God was planning to send you home at a certain time, he can extend it. If you do certain things. It's very possible. It was, it, there's no set time. Let me give you one. People die because your assignment is done or you're not doing your assignment. So if you increase your assignment by your faithfulness, what are you doing? That's just one of them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are we ready? Yes. Are we ready? What do you guys remember before I move on from those who watched yesterday? You can be online, you can be here if you, if you remember anything from yesterday's thing. That's a very good one. That's a very good one. Anybody else? Binding is not spiritual warfare, nor is it Sorry? Binding. Yes. Yes. It's not spiritual warfare. It's not Okay. Yeah. Yes. That's true. Counseling is not sufficient. Even binding is spiritual, but it's not, it's not sufficient. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody else? Binding is, is basically just uh, it's like handcuffing the yeah. demon or anything. Uh-huh. Still got to cast it out and send it back to where it came from as opposed to having it still. What if it came from your mother? You said send it, they won't come back. Oh, you can send, send it anywhere. Send it anywhere. Send yeah. No, I was just testing. <laughs> because it said send it back where it came from. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, that's true. That's true. That's why it was a test. You're absolutely right. 
<laughs> it was true. You dig a pit, you fall into it. Kabaradia. So, I spoke about the Garden of Eden. Wasn't that good? So you still think the garden was on the earth? Or was it in another dimension? It was a whole dimension. Let's, let's, let's revisit. Let's revisit. Genesis chapter 3. Let's revisit real quick. Genesis chapter 3. I want to show you something. Verse 24. So he drove out the man and he placed at the east of the garden of Eden cherubims, more than one, right? Mm -hmm. And a flaming sword which turned every way to keep the way to the tree of life. So there's only one entrance Mm -hmm. and there's only one way to access it. Now, remember this is a time that there are no borders. It's just open land. Things are growing, but it's just open land. So you want to tell me in an open land garden, there is only one entry. That doesn't make sense unless it's a portal. Let me tell you why it says God the way. I was saying this in church. You know in heaven there are no gates. There's no gate in heaven. Huh? I don't know if you've ever. You know when people say the gate of heaven. What they are using earthly language. They are saying the entrance to heaven. But the gate of heaven is actually not a gate. There's no gates in heaven. Because there's nowhere that is restricted for you to go. And nobody can come to heaven unless they have been given access to enter that's why it says no thief no robber can access where your heart is there your treasure shall be also keep store up your treasures where no thieves no moth no nothing can access because nothing that steals is there nobody there is a thief and no thief can sneak in the gate of heaven there's no gate in heaven it's entrances That is why if you study the Bible, it does not say the gates of heaven. Huh? Yes. To keep those guys in there not from coming out. You can't escape hell, you know that. There's no way, it's impossible. Divine intervention is the only thing that can get you out. In heaven, there's no, you're not restricted to go to. Even the mansions in heaven have no doors. Wow. Ah, there's no door. Because we, huh? Uh-huh. How about narrow is the way? Mm. Yes. No, because narrow is the way. It's just telling you that the, 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 the road is narrow. He's not talking about a gate. He's talking about the way to get there is a straight way. You don't need a turn. You don't need a corner. There's no, there's no gate in heaven. There's no such thing. Haven't you noticed everybody that was going to heaven in the Bible appeared in heaven? Mm-hmm. 
they never went through a gate. Ah. Is it not true? <laughs> Nobody stood at the gate. <laughs> there is an entrance. It appears to look like a gate, but it's not a gate. The entrance of heaven looks like a ruby. And it's the light from the realm that makes it look like it's a gate, but it's not a gate. It's like a, uh, the only scientific way I can say it is like those who like like uh, space movies. It's like a stargate. You get what I'm saying? You step in and you're in another dimension. That's what it is. So they are standing, keeping the portal. <laughs> That's why nobody can go in. It's border patrol. St. Peter Gate? Yeah, that when people say when you die, you'll meet St. Peter at a gate or something. That's no. There are one place that there are a few entrances to heaven. Let me see. There are 12, is it 12 gates? I can't remember properly. I'm using the word gates, but it's 12 entrances. But we always enter, usually, uh, the throne of God, you see it better from the eastern gate, from the eastern entrance. So the outskirt of heaven, how are we talking about heaven, but <laughs> it's a, you know heaven is not bigger than Los Angeles. Wow. It's not bigger than LA. Heaven is not big. Okay, let me, <laughs> it's not big the way you're thinking. You know the exact dimensions of heaven is in the Bible. It's in the book of Revelations. It tells you and the, and the length of the city, the height of the city, the width of the city. It's there. It's in your Bible. But okay, let me ask you a question. How can 6,000 demons be in somebody and they are comfortable? Because spirits don't occupy space like physical things. Can you believe the God of the universe is inside of you? How is that possible? Does that make sense? All right, let's, let's go back to our topic. So we were in uh, Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5. Kabasia. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We are in Mark chapter 5. I hope you're enjoying this. Mark chapter 5, verse 2 to 13. Who, who's going to read for me? Uh, okay, can you come close? Can you come? You can sit next to me over here. Yeah, you, you can sit right here. Uh -huh. It's all right. Okay. Yeah, good right there. Uh -huh. Okay. Uh -huh. Mark 5, 2 to 11. Uh -huh. and when to, he was to 13. And when he was come out of the ship, Mm -hmm. Immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit uh -huh. who had his dwelling among the tombs. Uh -huh. And no man could bind him, no, not with chains. Uh -huh. Because that he had been often bound with fetters and chains. Uh -huh. And the chains had been plucked asunder by him. 
mm -hmm. and the fitters broken in pieces, neither mm -hmm. could any man tame him. Mm -hmm. And always night and day he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. Mm -hmm. But when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him mm -hmm. and cried with a loud voice and said, mm -hmm. What have I to do with thee? Mm -hmm. Jesus, thou son of the most high God, mm -hmm. I adjure thee by God mm -hmm. that thou torment me not. Mm -hmm. For he said unto him, come out of that man, thou unclean spirit. Mm -hmm. And he asked him, what is thou name? And he answered, saying, my name is Legion, mm -hmm. for we are many. Mm -hmm. And he besought him much that he would not send them away out of the country. Mm -hmm. Now there was there nigh unto the mountains a great herd of swine feeding. Mm -hmm. And all the devils besought him, saying, Send us into the swine that we may enter into them. Mm -hmm. And forthwith Jesus gave them leave, and the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine. Mm -hmm. And the herd ran violently down the steep place mm -hmm. into the sea. Mm -hmm. There were about 2,000 and were choked in the sea. Now look at this. Now understand this. Demonic spirits can only be dealt with people who have three things. One of it, two of them were inbuilt within us. Authority and power, we were created with it. But dominion was not something that is in us. It's something that we have to take initiative and have. That is why God said, let them have dominion, not they have dominion. Let them. So if it was something that was inside of us, we would not need to work for dominion. It would be naturally something that we can just take dominion. But it doesn't work like that. Because God said, let them have dominion. So God made man with authority and power, but he let them have dominion. So God gave up dominion of the earth and said, let him have dominion. That is the only reason why man's voice matters on the earth and God will not do anything on the earth unless a man gives him permission to. Because God is not taking back dominion. He gave it to man to have dominion. Until the least of man is done on the earth. You know we have a lease for the earth. Wow. Do you know that? Wow. The lease of man on the earth is 6,000 years. After 6,000 years God is taking back the earth. That is why the earth will also be destroyed. There will be a new heaven and a new earth. And in that new heaven and new earth. Jesus himself will come. And he will dwell with us here yeah. in the new Jerusalem. Yeah. And then he will be king over kings, meaning he will take back what is his. Yeah. And only people who are his people will serve under him and rule other people. Wow. Wow. So without that happening, God doesn't have a say so on the earth. Wow. Ah, I don't know if you're catching this. Yes. Oh, it's man's time. Oh, it's man's time. It's very close. It's very close. 
We still have a few, <laughs> a few years to cover, but it's very close. Very close. The time of Isaiah to the time of the Lord Jesus was, uh, was 500 years. Roughly or less. From the time of the Lord Jesus to our time is roughly 2,000 and some change. Oh, the time, the time is very, getting very close. Because before God takes back the lease, the devil will be released to do whatever he wants to do. The reason why the devil is not released to do, okay, let me explain it like this. Any spirit that comes on earth cannot function independent of a man because man has the lease of the earth. So unless, if God wants to do something, he has to find will, he has to find prophet love, he has to find somebody. If the devil wants to do something, he has to look for a host to carry out his will. Remember he's powerful. But he cannot do it independent of a man because he doesn't have legal ground mm. to do that. Right. Until when the lease will expire, he will be given power to do whatever he wants. That's why the Antichrist will be a man. Mm. Wow. Right. Wow. Wow. Is it making sense? Yeah. I know my son Mike always asks me, could you teach about the last days, the last days, the last days? We'll do one. Mm. A revelation, the book of Revelation series. Yes. It's not that they don't like, they don't know. You see, the things that you're learning by the grace of God, you're learning it because God has brought something, somebody close to his throne and has insight of those things because God has given him access. There are people who pray for this and they can't have it because it's not there. It's not what God called them to do. So it's purely grace. I didn't work for it. It's purely grace. So it's not that people don't want to. You've always known about the fall of the devil. You've always known that you can cast out devils. Why didn't you have this information? You get it. Because somebody was supposed to give it to you. Amen. Amen. The, the, the error that we have in our time is people think prophets are just people who prophesy things. No. The number one function of a prophet is to reveal to you what is hidden in the realm of the spirit, in the physical. Yes. Is to come and instruct you and bring you up to speed to spiritual things yes. that your eyes cannot see. Yes. He's the interpreter of what is invisible. Amen. That is the work of a prophet. First, then is to give you instruction. But his primary duty is to be the mouth of God. Okay, let me explain it like this. God speaks mysteries. First Corinthians chapter 2. I always tell you guys, this is one of the most prophetic books in the Bible. If I were you, you would study. Do you notice I always take you guys there? Yeah. 
Because majority of the things that the Lord Jesus taught me, he taught me from that place. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. It's a deep prophetic book. Deep, deep one. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. From verse... Uh, from verse... Give me one second. From verse... Okay, let's start from verse 1. And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. Notice he's saying, I did not come with good speech or wisdom. This is what every minister, not every, majority of the men and women of God are doing now. You don't have to worry about what is happening. God is going to do it. Just like this water, you drink it and you quench you. That's how God is going to quench you. Sounds really good, but it's not spiritual. It sounds spiritual, but it's not spiritual. You don't know spiritual. You don't. Spiritual things should make you fight with yourself. Because spiritual things cut you. They force you to change. They don't motivate you to change. You will see your nakedness and realize why you need to change. You see, most of the preaching that we have today, I have nothing wrong with prosperity message because prosperity is a package that comes with God. There are benefits that come with God. Mm -hmm. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not his his benefits. Mm -hmm. There is benefits to walking with God. That's why it says, seek first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. God wants to add all those other things you're seeking unto you. But the everything else is not the core message. If you don't have the core message, the everything else, you won't be able to maintain it. So ministers, men and women of God are preaching to people who want to be tickled in the ear. So I'm going to preach a message that people like versus I'm going to speak what Jehovah God is saying. If I wanted to be popular, I can do it in two seconds. Now I'm telling you the truth. In two seconds I can do that. I can tell you exactly what you want to hear. (laughs) But I won't help you. I just come say, your name is Shondell. God said in Matthew this and this is going to take you high and I will become the prophet of take you high. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Yes. Is God making me known? Absolutely. Day by day, God is making me cover more territory for his glory. Because people think that you need to preach a message that people like. No, people want to grow. Is growth comfortable? Growth is not comfortable. When a baby is teething, it's painful. When a baby is growing tall, it's painful. 
growing. Is, a baby is growing in your belly. It's painful. Growth is always painful. Growth is not comfortable. But when you grow, the benefits are amazing. Many of the men and women are leaving people the way they came in. Let me give you an example. Many of you, before you met me, you know people that you left behind where you met them. Did they change? They still pray the same. They still seek God the same. They are still in the same place. You, your knowledge is so advanced and spiritually. You can look at them and you hear them talking. You're like, ah, you're still on this. I took, I took, uh, I took uh, uh, um, Bishop Claudius and, uh, and, and uh, was it? No, it wasn't Will. It was Todd. Where's, where's uh, uh, Bishop Todd? We went to uh, Bishop McClendon's church and Bishop teaches. But what these people are going, whoa, wow. And he's saying, God is bringing this kind of, and remember, this is a man of God I respect. God is bringing this revelation. As we were like, ah, that's like six, seven years ago. But to those people, it was like, did you hear that? As we were looking at each other, like. And many of it, it's not that it was, it was actually revelation. It was observation of scripture. Mm -hmm. yeah. Observation and revelation is different. Mm -hmm. Perspective, observation, and revelation is different. Mm -hmm. When I told you about the entrance of the garden, mm -hmm. somebody who is observing will say there is an entrance to the garden. Revelation will tell you, no, 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 no. It was a portal. Right. Because there's no one entrance to the garden. There's only, only one place to go through. Is that a garden or not? Mm -hmm. You see, it's more than you observed the scripture, what was written. Mm -hmm. You're able to show somebody things beyond. Mm -hmm. right. Right. And the only reason I say that, I've been in that place twice. Yeah. Two times. In 2006, 2005, 2006. And I think it was around... December or January of this year. Wow. Wow. Yeah. A hundred percent. So you can't teach what you don't have. Mm -hmm. You can't give what you don't have. It's impossible. So he's saying that he did not come with excellency of excellence of speech or wisdom to tell you about God. Verse 2, for I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. Notice what the apostle is saying. Now you have to understand who Apostle Paul is. Apostle Paul was a Pharisee of Pharisees. He was a scholar of scholars. Nobody in his era knew the text more than him. If there was time, I would even tell you his spiritual father, his mentor in the scriptures is there. Mm. Oh, yeah. He was a scholar of scholar. Like you couldn't tell anything. You could not tell him anything about the Bible. Mm. He knew everything that you could think of. Mm. But he did not have the spirit of revelation. Yeah. 
When he got the spirit of revelation, he said, listen, I determined to know nothing except Jesus and him crucified. He summarized everything that he studied all his life to do those two things. Now watch this. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. Have you ever, have you ever noticed how simple I am? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm normal. Am I really normal? No. no. But you, you are simple. Mm-hmm. Verse 4. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of what? Man. But in the power of God. God. That your wisdom should be based on God's ability. The word power there is ability. But not wisdom of man. Mm -hmm. So every preaching that you have ever had that has not made you rely on God's power is not from God. You're going to make it. Huh? Get up and just go. That's good. But the Bible says it is he that gives you power to make wealth. Yeah. So if I don't teach you to depend on him so that you can make it, I'm deceiving you. Right. Yes. Right. Wow. Yes. Wow. Because I'm sending you to labor by yourself. Yes. Wow. Do you see how we hear preaching and we think that it's from God, but it's not really. Yeah. It's partially from God. Howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that comes to naught. Now notice this. Notice this. When God speaks, I want you to capture this with all your heart and the best way that you can. When God speaks, God speaks mysteries. When God speaks in the realm of the spirit, every every creature that God has ever made has access to what God said. Everybody. Because what God has spoken is for his beings, his creation. What he has not revealed is for him. So everything that God has ever uttered is for everybody. I wish you knew what I'm saying. I wish you'd understand what I'm saying. The Bible says those things that are hidden are for God. God will never tell you where he came from because he never came from anywhere. But every subject that God has ever mentioned is for everybody. That is why the devil knew where Jesus was going to be born. But he did not know the specific location. Before Moses was born, even witches and and wizards knew that Moses was going to be born. Because mystery, when God speaks a mystery, everybody has access to it. That's why the Bible says, all things are yours, past, present. And future, they are all yours. But watch this. 
God speaks mysteries. But when angels, when the angels of God receive this, it is translated and interpreted. It becomes a revelation. Then when an angel of God ministers to a man of God, when that man of God speaks to you, you will not speak revelation, but you will speak knowledge. So it becomes useful information. So everything that God speaks goes through three channels. He will speak mysteries. Angels will turn it into revelation. Man will turn it into knowledge. Then man will speak in the language of flesh. Because if I was to speak to you the way God speaks to me, we will confuse each other. Like when I was talking to, uh, to my son Emmanuel's uh, uh, biological father, and I told him, have you gone to the hospital? Because I'm seeing they will say this, they will say this, they will say this, they will point this, they will point that, they will point this and point that. And the man of God, after service, he told me, prophet, exactly what you told me is what they gave me. But when I told him, he didn't even know right. what was going on. You see, what I told him was knowledge, but that knowledge was before time. So it did not make sense to him. But I told him in the language of men, so that when it happens, you will know that God was talking to me. God told me, now I just need to pray and avert this thing. So, spiritual things are discerned. It's only in the realm of men that we speak. But even in the realm of men when we speak, you still need discernment to know what the spiritual content is within it. So when the Lord Jesus is meeting this person with legions inside of him, Inside it, it's showing you the progression of revelation. The writer of the book of Mark is telling you a man with an evil spirit. But when Jesus encounters the man, the man's, the demon's name is not evil spirit. First of all, the name of that demon was Legion because he was a commander of 2,000 spirits. So was he the spirit of mental illness? No. Remember, these are not actual names for these spirits. These are attributes of what they have done. According to the realm of men. Not according to the realm of the spirit. Spirit of strife. Uh -uh. An evil spirit came to cause strife, but is that spirit's name strife? No. But if you don't have the spirit of discernment, you will not know the identity of that spirit. Just Jezebel, Jezebel. You know Jezebel is not a demon. There's no demon called Jezebel. I think I said it yesterday. 
Jezebel was a human being. Mm So when you're saying spirit of Jezebel, you're saying the spirit that was behind Jezebel's force. But the demon that was inside of Jezebel, she's described in the book of Revelation. The abomination of ages, the woman who's riding a beast with the blood of, 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 of men, described in the book of Revelation. That was the spirit that was inside Jezebel. But when somebody says Jezebelic spirit, <laughs> they are still fighting Jezebelic spirit. Mm-hmm. Jezebel, Jezebel is a human being. Mm-hmm. But you see, these teachings make shakes people up. If you say the spirit of Lovi, what you're saying is that the God that is inside of Lovi, I want him. That's when you say God of Jacob, God of Moses. You are invoking the spirit that was behind these people. But is that his name? No. I don't know if I'm making sense. So you see, it progresses from just being an evil spirit. Or unclean spirit. To legion. To we are many. So the spirit of, 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 of revelation makes you to identify specifically what is going on. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, uh, uh, that person had a mocking spirit. Every demon mocks you. <laughs> Haven't you ever heard these people say Yeah, he had a mocking spirit. He was just laughing at me. No, the demon was mocking you because you don't know what you're dealing with. And neither have you power to deal with it. I don't know if you remember at the house, Mike, when we would do deliverance for people. I would control the demon. Say, one, two, three, come here. One, two, three, hands up. (laughs) On your knees. We have the power to control them. But you cannot control them outside of your domain. So a child of God is limited in fighting in the realm of the spirit if you don't have a domain. No dominion, no authority, no power. So everybody just sings, we have power, we have authority and power. We have power, authority and power. Where is this authority and power you keep singing about? We don't see anything happening. Take your authority, take your authority, like Daniel, but nothing. You can't use it with anything. A lion is showing up, he's chewing on your leg, but you're still saying authority and power. Because God never gave us a powerless authority. When you see a police officer, listen, you, you behave. Yeah. If he's riding by you, how are you, sir? You don't even say sir, but you will say sir that day. You, 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 you know? 
You, you, have, to, you, know, you have to address them differently. Yeah. It's not the person may be a horrible person, but the uniform represents his purpose and his authority. And the gun is the power to enforce that authority, ah. that badge that he has. But he can only arrest those who are in his domain. But the problem is this. Dominion must be fought for. Let them have dominion. Meaning that Adam did not have full dominion. Ah. Let them have dominion, meaning it was going to come. He did not say, he has dominion. Right. Mm -hmm. Let them, meaning you are being given permission to. Right. So now, the question is this. Where is your domain and where does it begin? Because if you don't have that, you have nothing. You don't evict the devil simply because you use the name of Jesus. You have to have legal ground to cast out a, de a devil. They must be a legal ground. For you to cast out a demon. Because it's all about legality. I can kick you out of my house because it's my house. I can't kick you out of the park because it's a public park. The Bible says, and the sons of God, the book of Job. And the sons of God came to present themselves before God. And the devil came with them. Now you have to understand why he did not say the angels of God, but he said the sons of God. The sons of God were the same angels, or they are an angelic group of angels that are actually operate on the earth. They don't function from the heavenly realm. They function from the earthly realm. These angels look more human. If you encountered him, you would think you met a man. This is the same angels you see in Genesis chapter 6. Being even attracted with daughters of men. Saying they are beautiful. And they even took some for wives and had children with them. Meaning they have sperm. If they have their ability to impregnate a human being, it means that our genetic, let's go scientific a little bit. If a human being mates with a monkey they can get, or a gorilla, they will never get pregnant. You take a dog, they will never get pregnant because the genetic code is not the same. So why are these specific angels able to make a human being pregnant? Okay, let's skip this subject. The genetic code is similar. But you notice something. 
When they stood, notice the Bible does not say that. The Bible does not say that they, oh, let me shock some people. By the way, if you didn't know, they are female angels. They are female angelic beings. Let me say female angelic beings. Mm. They are. Uh, You're not the only creation. We are the only human beings. Mm. And we are the crown of God's creation. Why he chose it to be so, he did for his own reasons. We will never know. It's just his grace. But they are female angels. A hundred percent. In fact, there's a passage that talks about two of them flying with a basket. I forget where the passage is. But also remember, if they can be, let me use the term that everybody else knows. If they can be a Jezebelic spirit, what is that telling you? It's feminine in nature. But they are angels. But they are they are, an, they are angelic beings and they are angels. Mm. Angelic beings and angels are completely different. Oh. Okay. Angelic beings, angelic beings are, are heavenly beings, mm-hmm. but they are not angels. Mm. You, you think all these planets that are just around, they're just empty. Right, right. <laughs> It's just decoration. (laughs) (laughs) The Bible says there are earthly bodies and celestial bodies. How can you say celestial bodies? Meaning that bodies that are made not of the substance from the earth. But they are bodies regardless. Angels don't possess a physical body. They possess a spiritual body because they were created out of the light of God. So who are these with celestial bodies? I'm talking to myself. (laughs) I think I'm talking to myself. Is that making sense? Who are these with celestial bodies? Celestial bodies? Mm -hmm. Celestial bodies? Ha! That is why the Bible says, in heaven, you will be like the angels. There are certain angels that don't do that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. It's not the way they were created. But they are angelic beings that do. Mm-hmm. Remember, God makes things to create after its kind. Yeah. So don't be surprised. I know people don't talk about these things because many of them don't know or they assume there's no such thing. Mm-hmm. But let's move on. Mm. Let's move on. So, You don't cast out a devil because you carry the name of Jesus. That is why a Christian can be going through trouble. And if you don't know how to function in the realm of the spirit, the angels that were sent to you will remain idle until you give them what to do. Because it's a legal thing. It's not a matter of, I rebuke fire, 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 fire. No. 
Fire, I command, I command, I break, I break. <laughs> I don't know if somebody is catching this. Is this making sense? So I can evict a demon because he's in my body and my body is not his house. So I have legal ground to tell that demon, leave this place. Why? Because it is the house of my spirit. And the only other roommate I'm allowed to have is the Holy Spirit. So anybody else, you are not allowed here. What are you doing here? I have the power to evict you. Now, if you want to evict some people, and they're resisting to be evicted. <laughs> you go to court. You go to court and the court will give you an officer mm-hmm. <laughs> that will come with force to get that person that doesn't belong there out and to throw out all their junk out. There are things that you can self-deliver. There are things you can't. Mm. Depending on your strength. There are things you need a territorial commander to come and help you. That is licensed by the court of heaven to come and help you. So when they show up, they show up and they can engage with who is in your house. And tell them, hey, so they see the ranking, they say, sorry, sir. Because the one who was in the house has no power to fight them. Their ranking is lower. So when somebody comes with a machine gun, a nuclear bomb, they're saying, listen, if you don't leave, I will torment you. Mm -hmm. I will punish you and throw you in hell. Mm. Or you can come out easy and I will still throw you in hell. Choose one. Do you want double torment? Or you want one torment? Either way, you're coming out. out. Um, uh, I don't know if somebody's capturing this. That is why when the sons of Sceva went to find a blind, uh, 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 a demon-possessed man, a demon-possessed man, and they went and said, in the name of Jesus whom Paul preaches, out. <laughs> what happened next? They almost died. Yeah. Yeah. The demon said, Jesus we know, Paul we know, but who are you? Yeah. Yeah. One of the weapons that you have is association to yeah. whose grace you are under. That is the easiest one. When you meet some people and you're like, hey, 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 Denzel is my uncle. Oh, dang, Denzel is your uncle. Man, what's up, man? They will respect you not because of you, but because of who you're connected to.
Hey, hey yeah, yeah, you did. Ah, that's my, man, that's my uncle. In fact, he was at the house, yes. Hey, uncle, how are you doing? Yeah. Oh, oh my God, your man. They will respect you, not because of who you are, not because of what you do, but they will respect who you are connected to. I'm talking to my... I don't know if somebody is catching this. That is why it matters a lot who you are connected to. Yes. It's a lie. It's a lie. Let me tell you why it's Aww. let me tell you why it's a lie. Okay. Number one, you cannot have power if you have no dominion. Who licensed you to go and cast out devils? The Lord Jesus said this to his disciples. He says, Go now into all the earth, cleanse the lepers, cast out devils. He was giving a commission to the twelve, and the twelve were gonna commission license others, and others were going to license others. It was not for everybody. It's deception. Do you know how many people I've prayed for that went and tried to pray for people and touched people and demons afflicted them? That's when people started this whole thing of saying that, oh, uh, 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 when you preach and pray deliverance, you need to, to pray, retaliate, uh, uh, cover yourself from retaliating, retaliation spirits. I cover my... Uh, if I am licensed, if I have the power to cast out a devil and I seriously beat him up, do you think he's coming back again? He'd be like, no, man, I'm good. I'm not fighting that, man. The reason why you are being challenged by demons is because you never want to fight in the realm of the spirit. Let me explain to you the difference, the different rankings of angels. If a devil is sent to attack you and they send, a, 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 let me pick one angel, a very mighty angel. A very mighty angel, very, very mighty, dangerous angel. His name is Ariel, Lion of God. This guy has beat so many devils. Because he was one of the guys that was with Michael when they threw them out. Ariel literally means Lion of God. When a demon is coming to attack you and he sees Ariel, he says, guys, let's retreat. No, 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 there's no point. Or if they're about to attack you, they know that Michael is with you. They will say, listen, guys, now let's code red. <laughs> but if you're functioning in a lower sphere, they come, they will test it to see if he has the ability. But if he whoops them, they will, they will spread the news. If you meet this guy, run. So you have a physical reputation in the earth and you have a spiritual reputation. When I was doing a lot of deliverance, when I was doing a lot of deliverance, Demons would say, Prophet, we know you. You are anointed from heaven. If it was not so, we would have destroyed you. 
Some even people who have never known me, they will call me by my name. Not them, the spirit inside of them. Because once you are able to cast out a demon and it's sent to hell, you have their attention. They have a watch list. <laughs> no, there is no, I'm telling this is a truth. There is a watch list in hell. That is why demons know if a demon is inside of a person and they're in Los Angeles. That demon will do everything that they never come to Revelation right. Church. Because they know if they come to Revelation Church, they'll be cast out. And if it happens that that person comes to Revelation Church, you've seen when I'm about to pray for somebody that has a demon. Mm, they will start manifesting before I even do anything. Because they know like, man. That is why the Bible says, our weapons of warfare, there are many. The easiest and the fastest is whom you are connected to. Because whom you are connected to can also reinforce and come to help you. Not only their reputation will help you, but they can also come and help you. An example is this. Can I use your example? Yeah. Uh, my, my, my daughter Van and, uh, and Lolo were about to travel to go to the Bahamas. I already knew that they're not going anywhere. But they didn't tell me, Papa, do you think this is the right time to go? They say, we are leaving on Monday. Uh, we are leaving on Monday. Was it Monday or it Sunday? Sunday. We are leaving on Sunday. He called me and said, Papa, should I go? I said, don't go. Go on Wednesday. When did they tell you guys to leave? Wednesday. <laughs> you use the advantage of the cards that I give it to you. Because there's a difference between the prophet and the man. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You invoke the man, mm -hmm. I'll be the man. Mm -hmm. You invoke the prophet, mm -hmm. then the prophet will speak. Mm -hmm. He called me already and said, Papa, I'm, I'm going to Bahamas on this day and this day. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, cool, 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 it'll be fun. They tell me, ah, should I really go? Because I don't want to make any move without telling you. Mm -hmm. I was like, God was talking to you, go on Wednesday. The first step to doing spiritual warfare is to understand how far does my dominion go because it begins within yourself first. So when people say, let that devil go, let that demon go, let that demon... No, you can't let that demon go. That demon needs to be kicked out. 
God did not give you just authority and power. He said, let them have dominion. Wherever you have dominion, you will have authority and power. Dominion is more powerful and is more important than authority and power because it validates authority and power. If, author, if dominion is not there, and dominion is not a spiritual thing, is your ability to possess a land. God tells the children of Israel, I have a land flowing with milk and honey for you. But when they got there, they found Canaanites living in their land, enjoying the milk and honey. Was it a matter of praying, Lord, you said this land is ours. Why are there strangers here? God expected them to understand that you have to fight for the dominion. Then when you possess the land, that's why the Lord said, the land which I have called you and sent you to possess. Yes. Is, why is he saying go and possess it? It means there will be a fight. Yes. But the whole time he was telling them, they were thinking they would just walk and march and they would just sit down. It was destined for you. That business, that job, that marriage, all these things were destined for you. They were organized from the beginning. But the problem is in the realm of the spirit, there is no void. Because there is no void, somebody will say, well... This is nice. Mm. Nobody's here. Woo. Well, I can just settle here. And if you don't come and tell them, hey man, that's my chair. Many times we get intimidated because we don't know what they are. We don't know that it's ours. Have you ever found somebody trying to take your spot and you get, hey man, that's my chair. Oh man, my bad, my bad. You just need to show up and say, hey, that's mine. And if they resist, you say, now I'm going to show you that this is my thing. So if you go into spiritual warfare with the mindset that God is supposed to give it to me. No, God said it's yours. He has given you the tools to take what is yours. It is no longer up to him. It is up to you. The reason why Daniel had to fight for 21 days. Let's reverse. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. <laughs> uh, equal, uh, Facebook and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and YouTube are killing it right now. Keep sharing and let somebody know. Thank you Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, want you, I want you to go there. Genesis Genesis uh, uh, chapter 1 verse 26. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. <laughs> Are you there prophet? <laughs> listen to this. <laughs> I called you just to listen to this one. <laughs> this one I have to do it in person. <laughs> Are you ready? All right. Go, go ahead. Go, go ahead. Read. read. God said, let us make man in our own image uh -huh. after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea. So you cannot have dominion of the fish unless you're controlling the sea. That's why I said let him have dominion over the fish of the sea. God did not say let him have power over fish. Because power is competence. The abuse of power is no longer power, it's corruption. That is not power. If I force you to do what I want, it's not power. That's corruption. Right. True power builds. 
but it functions within the bounds of domain. If you don't have an area you're controlling, you have no authority and you have no power. Because a police officer can only work in the, in the, in the what is the word that we could? Jurisdiction. They have, a, they have an area that they control. They patrol that area. If it goes to the other side of town, there is another police department in that area that patrols that area. And if he enters that area, he has to let the, that area know, hey, I am on this side of town. I'm just crossing through. If he goes in that area and starts arresting people, he will have a problem with that police department. Because every police department controls their jurisdiction differently. A police officer that, that is in New York and a police officer in LA, they are all officers. But a police officer from New York cannot come to LA and start arresting people. First of all, he has to report that he's in, he's in the town. Number two, they will ask him, what are you doing here? Number three, they will say he has to, to log in his gun. Mm-hmm. Number three, they have the right to deny you to operate and to function. Right. It is only their, their chief can talk to this chief and we figure out something that you come and work with their officers on a case. Mm. If not, they won't let you. Right. Wow. Because if you mess up, you're messing them up right. because it's their jurisdiction. So God is telling, is telling, is telling, uh, is telling, is telling man, mm-hmm. you will control the seas where the fish are in. Mm-hmm. What else does he tell him? And over the fowl of the air. And over the fowl of the air. If I'm going to control birds, right. where is a bird's power? Is in the air, yeah. in the ability to fly. Yeah. So if I don't control the air, mm-hmm. I cannot control birds because birds don't live on the... They come to sleep on the ground, but even they sleep on trees. Them and the ground is not really their thing. They may come get food, but their domain is in the air. So when now, Daniel in the book of Daniel, he's fasting for 21 days. It was pointless. The reason why he fasted 21 days, what did the angel say? From the day you set your mind concerning these things, he said first, Daniel, servant of the Most High God, you are highly esteemed by God, that from the day you set your mind concerning these things, not the day you prayed, not the day you fasted, the day that you decided that you want to fast to know these things, I was sent to you. Remember what the verse says, in, in, in one of, uh, I, I believe in Isaiah, it says, before they call, I will answer. While they are still speaking, I will hear. Amen. 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 Daniel was just thinking, God already answered. Amen. But God is answering, but Daniel is not controlling the air in Persia. There is a demon called the prince of the power of the air of Persia. The prince of Persia is controlling the air of Persia. It's like when you're flying into LAX, they have a radar that they will tell you, hey, you are not allowed to land here. Or they will give you permission to land. So the one who was supposed to control that was Daniel. Mm -hmm. Because he was the only man of God in that country with his three friends. Mm -hmm. But he never controlled the air. So now, when an angel is coming from heaven, he wants to access that nation. He cannot enter that nation because there is something else 
controlling that nation. It is not the kingdom of God. It is still the kingdom of Persia, meaning that this is the same spirit that was in Nebuchadnezzar, was in uh, Darius. Mm -hmm. All the kings that were in that nation were controlled by this spirit. So even when those kings died, Daniel was still in Babylon, never could leave Babylon because there was a spirit that was controlling them. But when Daniel fasted and prayed, God noticed this guy is not understanding warfare. Gabriel called heaven and said, I've been here for 21 days. Uh, Can you send Michael to come and take care of this business? So Michael comes down, Michael breaks the atmosphere. Gabriel comes down, passes on the message, then goes back up to fight with Michael to open up the atmosphere, to deliver that area and to give the power to Daniel. And after that, what happened? After that, what happened? The children of Israel were actually left Babylon. Not too long after that, they left Babylon. They actually left Babylon about a a few years before the time that they were supposed to leave. In Egypt, the children of Israel stayed 420 something years. In Egypt, they were supposed to be there for 400 years. Meaning there was a delay. Why was there a delay? Moses took time before he left Egypt to come back as a deliverer. He took time. But Moses comes into Egypt. Remember, Egyptians, they worshipped two gods. A few of them, but two major gods. One was the sun god. Ra, Mm -hmm. the god of the sun. And then they worshipped the spirits from the Nile. When Moses came, he did two big signs that put fear in them. The Egyptians began to say, listen, the God God is with these people. Let these people go. Mm -hmm. What was the first thing that he did? He turned water into blood. Then what else did he do? Now you have to remember the children of Israel were in a town called Goshen. They were in the outskirts of Egypt in a small town called Goshen. So when Moses said there would be darkness over Egypt for three days, there was darkness on the side of Egyptians, but there was sunlight on the, in Goshen. When hell formed from heaven and it was killing animals and stuff. It was killing the side of the Egyptians, Mm. but it was not killing in Goshen. Mm. When plagues were sent out of the waters, the frogs, it went to the sides of the Egyptian and never went to the sides of what? Goshen. Mm -hmm. So it made them see that this man is controlling the water and is controlling the air. But notice this. Now let me shock you. Go to the book of Exodus. I'm just trying to help. Let me show you something. Hmm. Ha. Let me let me show you something here. It's in Exodus, I believe. I believe uh uh give me one second.
I believe it should be it should be uh, uh, okay perfect it's in verse 40, chapter 14 now look at this Now look at this, start from verse 13. So the children of Israel, listen to this. The children of Israel are leaving Egypt. God purposely makes them camp before the Red Sea. So they are just waiting. But God allows the Egyptians to go after, after them. When the Egyptians go after them, they get close to where the children of Israel are. There was a pillar that was, there was a dark cloud Mm -hmm. that came between them. The angel that was ahead of them moved from being ahead of them and went behind them. So the children of Israel panicked because they could see the Egyptians because that pillar that was a pillar was a cloud, was giving light to the the children of Israel, but was darkness to to the Egyptians. The children of Israel could see light. But the Egyptians saw darkness. So when the Egyptians were looking, they could not see through. But when the children of Israel could look, they could see the enemy. Some of you, when you see the enemy coming for you, you are afraid because you think they have the ability to touch you. But the reason why for 10 years you have been fighting but nothing is happening to you, you are not dying, is because you are seeing them through the cloud. But they cannot see you, they cannot find you. So you, you are panicking. Thinking that, man, maybe this month I will go down. Maybe this disease will kill me. But everybody else has died from it. You, you are not dying. Because you can see the enemy, but the enemy cannot see you. Now watch this. Watch this. They are waiting. The children of Israel started telling Moses. Did you bring us here to die? There were better graves in Egypt. How can you say there were better graves? Isn't a grave a grave? It's better to die as a free man. But it was they were afraid to be, to be murdered. <laughs> Verse 15. And it came to pass when Pharaoh would hardly let us go that the Lord show his... Uh, where is it? Uh, hold on. Where is it? I just saw it right now. Oh, it was 14, right? Did I say 14? Yeah, 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 yeah. There we go. Yeah, I was looking at the wrong place. And from 13. And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still. See the salvation of the Lord which he will show you today. For the Egyptians whom you you have seen today, ye shall see them no more forever. Mm. 
Okay, read verse 14. Are you ready? Yes. Read verse 14. Mm-hmm. The Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace. Okay, now I want you to read verse 15, all of you. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. One, two, three. And the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore Christ thou unto me, Speak unto the children of Israel, and they go forth. And then 16. But lift thou up thy rod, and stretch out thy hand over the sea, and divide it. Wait, 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 wait. Who divided the sea? Moses. Did God come and divide it? No. Because Moses was in dominion. Yeah. Ah, you know, you know, you know. God did not give him the ability to part the sea. This was something inside of Moses. So when Moses was prophesying to them, God will deliver you, you will not see them no more. In his heart, he was saying, God, what should I do? Oh, God, I'm right. done. God now rebuked him. He said, why are you crying to me? God is surprised. Why are you crying to me? You said all those big words, but you're lacking imagination. Don't you know that you are territorial commander? Prophets are territorial commanders. They are the only ones that can go into another nation, another territory, turn it upside down and leave. Not prophetic people, a prophet. So now God is looking at him saying, what is wrong with you? Stretch forth your hand and part the sea. God is telling him, you, not me, you do it. Why did God say, why are you crying to me? Because he told Adam, you have dominion over the fish of the sea. You can choose. If Moses never decided to close the water, there will still be a highway. At the Red Sea. Because not only did he notice, the the water was not even, where they walked was not wet. Dry ground. Meaning water could obey him. The Lord Jesus is on the boat. Storm is coming. The disciples are like, Lord, don't you care that we die? He got up and rebuked the wind and told the sea, Come down. The sea stood still. And he rebuked the wind and the wind stopped. Notice he corrected the wind saying, you, can you come? Why are you blowing violently? What's wrong with you? The wind said, sorry, sir. That his disciples said, what manner of man is this? But was this a new thing? It was not a new thing. There is nothing new under the sun. Let me even blow your mind a little bit more. Can I, can I help you? Yes. I told you yesterday that the Garden of Eden was not on earth. It was a dimension in the earth. Yes. Right? Yes. Okay, let's, let's just make it clear. So I don't want you to say, oh, prophet is just saying. <laughs> Are you ready? Yes. Genesis chapter 3. From verse 17. Genesis chapter 3 from verse 17. Listen. And unto Adam he said. Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife. And has, and has eaten of the, of the tree. Which I commanded thee saying thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for thy sake. 
In sorrow shalt thou eat of it and of all, and all of, thy, of thy life. So did Adam eat from the ground? No. So what was Adam eating? Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Adam never ate physical food. That is why he could live forever. Ah, I'm talking to you, but you're not catching it. Now he's being told, you are going back to the ground. Cast is the ground for your sake. And because of that, now look, verse 18. Because of that, thorns also and thistles shall bring forth to thee. Now notice what he says. And thou shalt eat the herb of the field. Meaning he never ate anything from the field. (laughs) (laughs) So when people are saying that Adam was dressing the garden. Adam never dressed any garden. That was a garden that was brought from heaven. Put in an earthly dimension. Ah, It gets even worse. (laughs) Do you know that your cells have the ability to regenerate? Your cells have the ability to keep you the same age. There is a software inside of you that God created that when you cut yourself, the body begins to heal. But why isn't the body regenerating? You're eating the wrong food. The moment they were thrown out, notice what God said. Let us not leave him in the garden. Because if he eats of the main tree, he will live forever. Meaning he was eating food that will sustain him. But will not make him immortal. So God said, let's throw him out or else he will live. Remember, God is saying he will live in this body mm-hmm. forever. Mm-hmm. So he said, we got to throw him out. Mm-hmm. Now notice this. <laughs> 19. And, thy, and the sweat of thy face shall thou eat bread. Meaning Adam was not eating bread that you sweat doing. He was eating manna. Because if God is telling him he's in a garden, he's saying you will eat bread. There was no bakery. There was no fire. Remember Adam was with angels in the garden. He was... Manna is not new. This is what he was eating. So God is telling him, now the bread you begin to eat. And the bread you shall eat, meaning he was eating bread before. Right. Because if God said, and the bread you eat, Adam will say, God, what is bread? (laughs) (laughs) Flour. (laughs) Do you know the process of making bread is not easy? You have to plant, you have to get wheat, you have to do all these things. Mm -hmm. But this guy was eating bread without sweating. To show you that it was another dimension. Adam had never sweated before. Because now he's telling, God is telling you, you will sweat. (laughs) Now look at this. In the sweat of thy face shall thou eat bread. 
till thou return unto the ground. For out of it was thou taken, for dust thou art, and unto thou dust thou shalt thou return. Now look at this. Now look. It gets crazier. And Adam called his, wi- his, his wife's name Eve, because she was the mother of all living things. And unto Adam also, and to his wife, did the Lord God make coats of skin and clothe them. God did not kill an animal. He made it. And the Lord God said, Behold, the man is become as one of us to know good and evil. Now lest he put forth his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore the Lord God sent forth from the, the Lord God sent him forth from the garden of Eden to till the ground from whence he was taken. Meaning he was sent to the ground. Remember, God was saying, from the ground you came, from the ground you will return. But notice here, God is sending him to the ground. But he's not dead, meaning that he was not on the ground. Therefore the Lord God sent him forth from the garden of Eden to till the ground whence he was taken. So he drove out the man. He drove him out, meaning he was pushed, he was kicked out. And he placed at the east of the garden of Eden cherubims and a flaming sword which turned every way to keep the way of, of the tree of life. Notice this. This thing was, listen, how if it was on the ground... And this is a garden. Mm -hmm. There are no buildings. There are no walls. It's just vegetation everywhere. Won't Adam sneak on the northern side and get in? Mm -hmm. Or go through the western side? Mm -hmm. But God is saying he put two cherubims to guard the way. Meaning there was only one entrance. Meaning that it was a portal. Because he put cherubims. Meaning two. They are standing at a gateway. The way. An access point to that dimension. From this location, Adam had access to every dimension on the earth, every area on the earth. Remember, God brought the animals to Adam to be named. And then animals were told where to go. He placed them based on how the climate of the earth was, but he was not operating in the earth. Mm-hmm. How did Adam name fishes? He named the whale. How did he name a whale? Whale could not come on the ground. No, it, was, it, is, it is on earth, but it's in another dimension. Meaning that Adam had the ability to access the sea from the garden. Luke chapter 3. Uh, prophet, I'm trying to be like you. 
Luke, Luke chapter 3. Lebron de Gishta Apalake. Zeprakate. Ah, Jesus. Uh, 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 mm. Okay, now look at this. Hmm. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Verse 3. Can somebody read verse 3? Luke chapter 4, verse 3. And he came into all the country about Jordan. Uh, Luke, uh, uh, Luke, chapter, no, Luke chapter 4, verse 3. Chapter 4. I said chapter 3, but it's chapter 4. Amen. And the devil said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, command this stone that it be made bread. Oh, actually, no. Go to verse 5. Sorry, it's verse 5. Mm -hmm. And the devil, taking him up into the high mountain, showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world, in a moment of time. Okay, let me show you something. Are you ready for this? Do you see the place it says high mountain? If you read it in Greek, the word mountain there is oros. O-R-O-S. It means an exalted place. Not mountain. Mm -hmm. It took him the high. <laughs> Is the word hopeso, which means exalted high place. Mm -hmm. Tell me what mountain on the earth that you can go, you can see all the kingdoms of the world. Because the Bible is saying he took him to that place and showed him all the kingdoms of the world. He did not say that he, he showed him a vision. He's saying he took him to an exalted high place and showed him all the kingdoms of the world. Even if you go to Mount Everest, you will not see the whole world. So where did he take Jesus? I just asked you a question. <laughs> huh? He took him to the garden. Because that's the only point that you can see all the kingdoms of the world. From that place you can see everywhere. Not from a mountain. Liver, okay, he's in Israel. What mountain are you going to see? That will show you every kingdom of the world. He doesn't say and he showed him Israel. He showed him all the kingdoms of the world. Remember the devil cannot take him to heaven. He has no access to heaven. He took him to somewhere that is a high point. Elijah comes. Let me show you this. <laughs> Elijah the Tishbite. This guy was dangerous. <laughs> Glory be to God. 
Oh, Jesus, how we love you. Chapter 17, 1 Kings 17. First Kings chapter 17. Because notice the Bible is not telling your location. It's just saying you took him to a high point. Where? Every other thing is geographical. But this location that is called high point is not geographical because it's not here. Are you ready? First Kings chapter 17. And Elijah the Tishbite, who was one of the inhabitants of Gilad, said unto Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew, no rain these years, but according to my word. What does that mean? Elijah could control the heavens. That is why in the time of Elijah, he could call fire from heaven and he would come and consume an offering. He was in total control of the heavens. Moses controlled the heavens and the waters. Elijah controlled the waters too because he could command the clouds to produce rain or not. He told them, you, water. You're not free. There will be no. Remember, how can you stop water from evaporating? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Water is evaporating, but no clouds are being formed. Right. Uh, yeah. Let's talk science. Come on, come on. Remember, the sea has never dried up. But the man is saying, listen, there shall be no rain, but according to my word, not God's word. According to my word, not because I prayed and the Lord said rain shall fall. God said there's a heavy drought coming. You see, the prophet Joseph did not control the heavens. He just interpreted spiritual mysteries. He was able to avert drought. But if Elijah was in his position, he would have opened the heavens. They are functioning in two dimensions. Elijah would have said, I command, oh, there is a drought coming for seven years. No problem. When that time comes, the first day of the seven years, Karabashonte, heavens produce rain now. Rain will just fall. He would have dealt with it differently. Joseph said, let's keep and hide grain. Elijah would have simply said, let there be rain. According to his word. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you are catching me. Yeah. According to his word. Yeah. Not according to the Lord's word. Why? Because the heavens. The air. Because remember when he's talking about the heavens. He's talking about the air here. Because by this time man has no access to the heavenly realms. We are just controlling the heavens. Because it's controlling rain. So we are talking about this 
no more heavens here. Can a bird fly beyond the clouds? No, he will suffocate. Right? He will suffocate. He can get to the clouds, but if they go above the clouds, the air is no longer the same. They will suffocate and they will die. So the Bible is saying that I've given you power over the birds of the air, meaning as far as a bird can fly, you can control. If God just said, let man be like me, we would have been making chaos in heaven everywhere. So God had to put a restriction on where our power and authority can be used. Now watch this. Watch this. Capture this. Capture this. There was no anointing that Elijah or Moses received to control water or the heavens. Actually, Moses parted the ground. Remember, he opened the ground and people were swallowed. And over every creeping thing that creepeth on the earth, what does that mean? You human being that is walking, if somebody has dominion on that place, he will control yours. Anything that walks on the ground, he said, and you have dominion over the ground and everything that moves on it. That is why an evil person, when he takes over a place, he can cause human beings to suffer. Go to the book of Ephesians. Let me give you something. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12. This is why when people say, we have to take it back. We have to take it back. No, God does. You cannot take it back unless you are sitting in that office. Unless we have somebody that is a man of God in, as a president, as an officer, as a, as a this, as a that. We are still not taking control of it because you can only control where you have jurisdiction. You don't just control it spiritually, physically. Daniel saved that nation and he was given a place to control the outcomes of the nation because he was in a position of power physically and also spiritually. Joseph was able to save Egypt because the king knew if this man was this wisdom, he has the spirit of God. This is the guy that I should appoint to fix this thing. It's not just enough him telling us what to do. Him being in charge. He would do it better than anybody. So God wants you to be a president, a mayor, the greatest star, the greatest musician, the greatest actor, the greatest this, the greatest that. Because you being in those positions ensures that God can tell you about what will happen because you have something to do with it. So you can control it spiritually and physically. That is why there are these laws that they are passing that religion and the state should be separated. The reason why they are doing that is because they don't want people of power to actually enter because they will change both spiritually and physically. So the devil is challenging through people and you will notice those are people that are carnal. We don't believe in that religious stuff. Just govern the people. Because then the people will be the one controlling you yet you are in the place of power. Why do you think people don't like Trump? He doesn't do what anything think, anybody thinks. He does what he thinks. That is why he's powerful. 
He's more dangerous even than the people that are in his own party cannot fight him. You know, this is the problem with believers. Listen to me. A lot of the things that you know about Trump is what you are hearing about him. And he's provocative because he knows that entertain. He understands psychology. And he's an entertainer. He knows how entertainment works. Do you know Obama deported more people than Trump? Ah, go, live, go on your Google. This is the truth. President Obama deported more people than Trump. Those pictures of kids you see in the cage were actually taken in the time of Obama, not in the time of Trump. They just spin it. But if you're not spiritual, you just say, yes, we hate this person, but you forget that this guy is actually put there by God. I am not saying he's the greatest president, but he's not the worst president either. I'm just being honest with you. A hundred percent. You are forgetting that our guy was charismatic. He'll point you. How are you doing? He was cool. But his policies sucked. They're not really good. Ask anybody that works in government departments. They will tell you. He was okay. He was just loved by people. That's grace. When you're loved by people, everything you do looks good. But when you're going to come and be effective, a lot of people will not like you. It's really that simple. Do you have it? Ephesians chapter, chapter 6 to verse 12. Listen to this. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. But against principalities. Principalities is a spirit. Against power. Against powers is a spirit. Against rulers of the darkness. Of rulers, the rulers of the darkness of this world. This is a human being. Mm-hmm. Against spiritual wickedness in high places. And spiritual wickedness in high places. Mm-hmm. Is giving you spirits and men. Rulers of darkness of this world. These are the Illuminatis that are in the background manipulating things. Rulers of darkness of this world. Because a demon cannot rule this world unless he does it through a man. Remember, spirits cannot function because of the lease of man on the earth. I think I mentioned that. Because of the lease of man on earth, even God to work and do something on this earth, he needs prophet Lovi, he needs you, he needs everybody. Or else his will will not be done. So rulers of darkness of this world, Mm -hmm. meaning they are rulers of darkness of another world. Uh, let me just say this. Can I say this? Is it okay if I say this? Yes. You promise you will not hate me? No. <laughs> rulers of darkness of this world. Remember that statement. If he's saying rulers of darkness of this world, it means not all rulers of darkness are in this world. But where are they ruling this darkness? When Satan was thrown out of heaven, he corrupted other worlds. And other worlds also fell. But God has been restoring order in the universe. The reason why there is so much more evil on the earth is because all those spirits that were in the heavenly places, 
they are being pushed on the earth. That's why the level of wickedness is increasing. That is why the Bible says this, for all creation awaits the manifestations of the sons of God. We are the last stand. So everybody else that God designed a redemption for them, they are now waiting for us. This is a truth I'm telling you. This is a truth I'm telling you. Do you know C.S. Lewis? You know C.S. Lewis was a prophet. He was a man of God, you know that. Why do you you think he wrote Narnia? He was trying to tell the story but without telling the story. He was trying to tell the story without telling the story. But when you actually follow up and know, you know this guy, God was talking to him. He knew about these things. Rulers of darkness of this world and spiritual wickedness in high places. Corrupt officers, corrupt judges, corrupt mayors, corrupt enterprises. This is spiritual wickedness. Because a wicked, what is wickedness? What does wickedness mean? Somebody find that. What does wickedness mean? Do you get it? Morally wrong. So it's talking about men. Because you can't do something morally wrong in the spirit. Morally, meaning there's... When you say you can't do something morally wrong in the spirit. Because in the spirit is black and white. Yes and no. (laughs) No maybes. What I said was... There's no misunderstanding. (laughs) Black and white. There's no in between. It's the law of God. Those who break it are thrown out. Mm. Simple. Yes. I got a question. It's kind of a childlike question. No problem. So I've always wondered about spacemen and women. When they like leave Earth, are they now subject to forces and powers outside of the jurisdiction? Oh, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. So the coverage for them is still present until they leave, unless they're in Christ. Let me explain it to you. Read this passage again. (laughs) For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, Mm -hmm. against spiritual wickedness Mm -hmm. in high places. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm going to give you another. Are you ready for this? Mm -hmm. Okay, look at this. Go to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 2. (laughs) Prof, listen to this one. (laughs) Are you ready? Mm-hmm. All right, read it. Where in time past we walked according to the course of this world, uh-huh. according to the prince of the power of the air, 
the spirit that not worketh in the children of disobedience. Now the, worketh in the children of disobedience. So we were under what spirit? The prince of the power of the air. So this spirit is governing all the other spirits that are governing regions. The prince of Persia operated under this spirit. Because this is the spirit that is governing all those other spirits that is making all of them disobedient. And the name of this spirit is Apollyon. Apollyon is called the prince of demons. Apollyon. You've never heard that name? Huh? Huh? Yes. But the name is Apollyon. Is the, is the, that's his name. It's called the prince of demons. Have you ever read Pilgrim's Progress? He, what's his name? Uh, 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 what's the guy's name again? Uh, I love that man. Um, who wrote Pre Pilgrim's Progress? John Bunyan. John Bunyan, he speaks about Apollyon in his book. From a vision. Pilgrim's Progress was a vision. The man went to heaven a few times. Uh, it's dangerous. This is back in the day and he saw these visions in prison. He was arrested by the church in those days. But watch this. Look at this. When the Lord Jesus died, what did he do when he died? When he descended into hell? He took the keys of what? Hell, death, and the grave. Hell, death, and the grave. Who did he give it to? Us. Because we could not control what was coming from hell. Now we have power, not only on what is on the earth, but what is in the earth. Our jurisdiction is extended. That is why he said, on this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. But the gates of hell can prevail if you cannot control hell. But then when he gave us that, what else did he do? He ascended above heaven. All heavens. The Bible says, we are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. Now, the Apollyon is sitting in the air, we are seated in heavenly places. Amen. He is here, we are here. Amen. Before that, he is here, we are down here. We can't really fight him the way we should. One day we can pull him down, but another one can raise on the other side. But now, Jesus took our jurisdiction. Not only was it on the earth, not only the physical dimension, but in the earth and above the earth. So now we are controlling as God from, a, from heavenly places, controlling the heavens, the air, 
and the ground and the sea and in the earth. So now our jurisdiction is extended. That is why the Bible says you are a new creation because the original creation, his jurisdiction was already set up. Sea, land, air, that's it. When you get born again, the Bible says he supplanted our spirit. So the spirit in you right now is a completely new person, never existed before. But your soul has memories. Now, if you lived in a house 20 years ago, and you go and visit the house, you say, ah, I remember the tree that, oh, that tree is still there outside. Oh, that, that rocking chair is still in that house. Wow. But is it your house? No. You are a new person in that house. You are just remembering what it looked like. Right. So when people are sick, the reason why you cannot get healed easily is because you say, my cancer. You are not your body. Your body is your house. So just because my house is leaking, doesn't mean I am leaking. Just because my plumbing is messed up doesn't mean I am messed up. Doesn't mean my intestines are messed up. No, the house and me are two different people. I am inside of a house. Stop taking ownership of what is not yours. Even Jesus comes, he never referred to your body as you said your house. The house. House, 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 house. Is this making sense? So the new man's jurisdiction is heavenly places. The air. The land. The water and hell. So a child of God, you can just be bored and go and beat some demons up in hell and come back. Uh, You you guys did not hear me. You are so used to fighting the devil when he attacks you. No, sometimes you just need to show somebody. You need to remind your your enemy who you are. You just say, tonight I'm going to do some spiritual warfare. You start breaking everything in hell, turn everything upside down, and then go to sleep. (laughs) So whatever they were thinking to do to you, you disrupted them for 10 years. Remember, the prophet Samuel would mess up the plan of the enemy. Every time they were planning, you would snitch. And tell the king of Israel, this is what they are planning. They will come through that way. They will come through this. They will do this and that. So Israel was always prepared. That they said, listen, we are fighting the wrong battle. Let us look for this, this Elisha. Let's look for Elisha and kill Elisha. If we kill Elisha, we will capture Israel. That is why the devil uses the church to destroy the prophets. By a prophet was Israel delivered and by a prophet was it preserved, not by prophecy. God will not deliver a nation because of a pastor. And pastors are important, but that's not their job. A nation cannot be delivered by an evangelist. It's not his duty. A nation cannot be delivered by an apostle. It's not their duty. Or a teacher. Only a prophet can do that. That's why you find only prophets in the Bible carried swords and killed people. They can go to war. 
So nobody understands spiritual warfare like a prophet. So God is using me to speak to you, to open this up to you. So I am bringing you to a high point. This is why people who love prophecy, I don't like them. Prophecy does not preserve you. A prophet does. It is better to have Papa Law than a prophecy. Way better. Now let me explain to you something. So jurisdiction is expanded. When you are helped by God, you can now be of help to others. When you are helped by God, where are the prats? Oh, they went down to the kids. Okay. When you are helped by God, you are able to help others. A man of God, anointed by God, can be next to you. And you will never benefit from what they carry. Karis, come here. Are you guys going home? School. Oh, no. All right, come, come, give me a hug. Bye-bye. You okay? Yeah. Okay, bye-bye. Okay. Okay, See you, kids. Is husband going also? You're also? Yes. Okay. Okay. Tomorrow? Okay, perfect. See you guys. Love you guys. Bye. So capture this. Hallelujah. How do you self-deliver? I want everybody to pay attention to this. Some people that are going in deliverance lines, they don't need deliverance. They need to change their character. But God can help you change your character by his spirit. If you will allow God to change you. I'm going to say this with a lot of love. Do you know why the Bible says resist the devil? Meaning some of you just need to resist the devil and he will flee from you. You don't don't need fire and brimstone. But the problem is every problem we have, we want to start. Holy Ghost fire. Fire. Not everything is a matter of fire. Some things are a matter of character. Your spirit and your soul are two different people. Your soul needs to be conformed to your spirit. Because your identity is with your spirit, not with your soul. 
Just because I think of stealing all the time doesn't mean I am a thief. My soul still is struggling with stealing. My spirit is not a thief. So is there a spirit of stealing in me or is there a character of stealing that is in my soul that needs to be refined? Just because I feel like sleeping around doesn't mean I have the spirit of lust. I just don't have self-discipline. You will always see attractive people if you're a woman, you see attractive men. If you're a man, you see attractive women. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that you will sleep just because you want to sleep with them. Yeah. Doesn't mean you have a spirit of lust. Amen. It's basic biolo- bio- biology for men. Mm-hmm. Some things will excite you, you will get excited in, in, in a certain area mm-hmm. of your physical body. Mm-hmm. Uh, am I talking to myself? <laughs> that doesn't mean that you have lust. It's basic biology. It triggers something in you. But your self-discipline will control you. (laughs) When you wake up in the morning, men, this is for men. Every man, when you wake up in the morning, you you wake up vibrant (laughs) everywhere. (laughs) Does it mean that you are trying to do some things? No, it's just basic biology. When you wake up, everything wakes up. If that doesn't wake up, it means you're not healthy. Right, right, that's true. Uh, Ah, the men, you guys are quiet. Is this not true? (laughs) Is it true? It's true. Ah, the guys on this side. It's true. One, two, three. It's true. Thank you. But watch this. Does that mean that you want to go sleep around? No. Your mind is not even there. It's just your body responding to you waking up. Everybody is stretching. Ah, uh, you know, you know, listen, <laughs> listen, you know, I keep it 100, I keep it raw. <laughs> Facebook. Uh, hello. <laughs> hello. Is it a seed? No, it's the way God created us. It's okay. Glory be to Jesus. <laughs> now watch this. You know they say in every joke there is truth to it. So watch this. When the devil has been inside somebody, everybody needed deliverance. Mm -hmm. Paul confirms it, saying we were once under the 
prince of the power of the air. It's true. You may have not been possessed because of the grace of God. But you are still under the prince of the power of the air. There are certain characters that were downloaded into you. That doesn't mean that's who you are. If you want to know that your soul is completely changed, the Bible says, my life is not my own. Paul said that continually. So if my life is not my own, I won't care if dressing decently will get somebody to know Jesus. Because even this body is not mine anymore. Mm. I am an extension to, of Jesus. Mm. That is why Apostle Paul said this. I will be all to all so that Christ may be known. I will be a Roman to the Romans. I will be a Jew to the Jews. So that everybody will come to know God and be saved. Mm. I like t-shirts. I don't like suits. But when I went to meet Bishop, I had to wear a suit so that I can fit in, so that I can do what God wanted me to do in that place. So many people are still living for themselves. It means you're not yet delivered. Your soul needs deliverance. I used to have long hair, very long hair. There's a point I had dreads, but there's a day that the Lord told me, cut your hair because of what I want you to do next. Mm-hmm. I cut it down. Then the Lord came again He told me, now I want you to cut it this way. And I did my hair that way. Mm-hmm. Because I am ready to be whatever Jesus wants me to be. Amen. To save people. If the Lord tells me put on sackcloth and go to the street and minister to people, that's exactly what I would do. Just because I feel like a woman doesn't mean I am a woman. It's a program of the enemy. Just because you're a woman, you feel like a man, doesn't mean you're a man. Notice everything biologically is telling you the opposite. But because your soul is what influences your body, you conform to your soul. That's why God wants our soul to change. Renew your mind by the reading of the word. Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4. Are you ready? From verse 18. I'm going to read from verse 18. Luke chapter 4, 18. 
Luke chapter 4 from 18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Read that one. To what? Preach. So you can preach deliverance. Not every time is you pray deliverance. Jesus cast out many demons, but he's saying to preach deliverance. There are certain teachings you hear that rebukes you and delivers you. Because not everything that you're doing is a demon. It's a program of a demon. I know people who like everything, the devil, the devil. They will not like what I'm saying, but it's the truth. If Jesus is saying to preach deliverance, meaning there are people who just need the right preaching. Somebody needs to tell them. The Bible says, if we don't tell them, then who shall hear? Who shall speak for us? Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. To preach deliverance. To preach deliverance. So you can preach deliverance. Deliverance can be preached. What does preaching do? Preaching changes your soul. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The biggest act of faith is conforming to what God has said. Mm. Not going out on a leap of faith. There's no such thing. Because faith is based on something. No, you can go this way, sir. It's okay. You can go behind this way. Shortcut. (laughs) Because faith is always based on what God has said. Not what I think God is saying. When somebody said, I just felt that I should go, it's a 50-50 chance that it's God or not. Only time will tell if it is God. That is why I don't believe in the gospel of acceptance. I was looking at some news online. I was looking at some news online. And I was seeing what some people are doing to Bethel. Is it is it mosaic? Was it Mosaic or what church was it? Mosaic, I think. Mosaic. That, yeah, Mosaic. That people are coming out and they were saying, well, there was a, somebody that was, you know, a member of the LGBTQ or something and went to the church and they welcomed him. They said, we love you. And then the person asked to be in leadership and they said, we can't have you on leadership because of this. And the person said, well, the church is lying to people. Why don't you just tell people you don't really love people and that you are this? The church needs to come out. But love has rules. Love doesn't mean I am accepting. Just because you came as a thief doesn't mean I want thieves with me. No. God accepts people, but you will not leave God the same. He will change you. Love changes people. Love accepts you in order to be changed, but love does not keep you the way you are. 
Let me give a, okay, let me give a basic example. Those who are married here, you are married. Okay. Okay, you are married. Amen. Those who are married. Okay. Are you the same person before you got married and now that you're married? Lots of things changed. A, a whole lot changed. Because it's no longer you. It's about us. And in order for it to be us, a lot of things have to change. If there is no changes, there is no us. How many marriages have broken because people are not changing? And we don't change people according to what we want, but according to what is good for us. That's why God gave us guidelines to change. But if you're thinking you're going to be, oh, I want to be married, I want to be married, and you're not expecting change, please stop praying. Stop. You're wasting your time. God won't give it to you. God won't do it. There's no way God is not going to do it. There's no way God is going to do it. Because you don't understand relationships change you. God wants you to be the best version of you, not in what you do that is bad. If I see my son stealing and I'm saying, do you know why a lot of this generation will suffer? I thank God for you parents that are here and those who are watching at home. Do you understand that when my son, I go with him to places and people see how Andrew behaves, they're always like, wow, he's so well behaved. How did you do it? Oh, he caught some whoopings. (laughs) 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 Ah, That's... Uh, yeah, Kiboko yeah. all day. He knows, like, ah, until now when I speak to him, he knows, like, mm-mm. <laughs> Simply because of one thing. Simply because of one thing. You cannot love somebody and not correct them. The Bible says God loves those who he loves. He chastises. Anybody who loves you the way you are doesn't love you. It's a lie. They are sending you to hell. Love makes you better. Love makes you see what you fail to see. And brings you into a better place. So if you're thinking that you'll be the same in a relationship with God, remember the children of Israel were his people. But he still destroyed his people. Kept them in the wilderness for 40 years because they are not changing. They didn't change again. Send them to Babylon for, I don't know, 60 or 70 years. Change. And matters to do with your soul, God wants you to go before him and say, Lord, 
this one is bad, change me. If you don't allow God to change you, if you don't go before God and say, Lord, I need help. You will blame all your problems on who is around you, who provoked you, the temptation around you. People are always, listen, I grew up in music. I've seen all kinds of drugs you can see. All kinds of things were put before me. I never touched anything. Because I made a decision not to. No alcohol has touched my lips. No drug has touched my lips. I don't know what being high or being drunk is. By the grace of God. I knew what God has called me to do. But I also made a decision that no matter where I will be, I will stick to this. Sometimes people put pressure on you. Ah, come on. Ah, you might miss that big job. You might miss this big opportunity. Miss this. But what matters the most is where you are with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Amen. 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 What matters the most is where you are with the Lord. Hmm? You have a question? I kind of answered me. No, no, ask maybe to help somebody. Um, when you were talking about, you said you cannot love somebody and not correct them. Mm-hmm. So that's in order though, right? Like Anybody who comes and tells you, you're my sister, you're my friend, right. and they don't let you do the sister or brother duty, they are not ready to be in a relationship with you. But Yes, yes. Obviously, when you're correcting somebody, you don't shout at them. You speak with them. There's a way to communicate, right? Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yes, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. You don't allow God to change you. You keep struggling with the same thing every day. But I'll tell you how to be delivered from self. Before we can deal with demons, we have to deal with what? Before we can deal with demons, we have to deal with what? The first thing a person that does not have a prayer life will always have self-discipline issues. Anybody that does not have a prayer life will always fall into sin. Weak prayer life equals sin. Pray at least for an hour so that you don't, can you watch with me even for an hour? Pray that you do not fall into temptation. So temptation has the ability to bait you because you are not changing. The Bible says you are tempted by your own evil desires. There is something that the devil pulled inside of you 
the deep calleth unto the deep. So a spirit that knows that you have that weakness, he will plague on that weakness. But when you start developing a prayer life, you are now disconnecting yourself from that weakness and it's coming out of you. So even if that demon comes and tries to seduce you, whether through a person, whether through a woman, whether through a man, they will never succeed because you are being transformed from inside. Everybody that has no prayer life, you will fornicate, you will lie, you will be in immorality, you will do all those things. You will do them. The disciples were in Jesus, but yet when temptation came, they all failed. But remember what the result he told them. Our Father who art in heaven, I will be in thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven, and give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our us as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation. Divert my path from temptation. Because temptation comes to call on what is inside you. God tests you. But there are spirits of temptation. Their job is to call into what is inside of you. They observe your character. They see you have a weakness with drugs. They will send people with drugs around you to see how you react. They know you have a problem with the more of, 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 a, of a sexual problem. You just are, are, are switched on, turned on every moment. They will send people that will dress dangerously to cause you to fall. Because they know the only way they can control your life is by controlling that weakness. The devil knows he cannot just possess somebody unless he has something that is controlling in that person. Mm -hmm. Dominion, people. Mm -hmm. No dominion, no power. So if I find a place in your life where you're weak Mm -hmm. and I'm able to control it, that's why if you watch uh, 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 movies, when you watch movies, what do they do? Kidnappers, they will kidnap somebody's wife and whatever and say if you do this and this and this then we'll give you back they have taken what causes poses a weakness in you Mm -hmm. and they give you time so that you don't lose what you love the most Mm -hmm. so when you are dead to self the devil can never tempt you or take you for ransom with anything going on with you you know and when somebody wants to kill you and you tell them ah you are ready to kill me thank god i'm going to heaven they'll be like (laughs) go (laughs) oh to die is gain to live is christ please send me home i'm ready (laughs) they will look at you like you're crazy they'll be like is this person normal the reason why you don't have boldness to deal with external spirits trying you is because you have no confidence within yourself that you are free. Mm. And it is subconscious. So if you're going to pray for somebody to be healed, you will not be confident because you yourself, you have not experienced deliverance. In the back of your mind, you remember what you did yesterday, what you told that person, where you lied, where you failed. So inside of you, you know every time you're saying a lie, your consciousness tells you, man, but that's not the full truth. Mm-hmm. 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 
uh, kind of true. So there is a distortion of your image inside of you. There's a distortion of, of your image in you that stops you to be completely fully resemble God who you are made to look like. So if somebody calls you to pray, you'll be like, ah, uh, 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 ah, man, I can't pray right now. I'm tired. Or you'll be like, okay, let's pray. But you start with repenting first. Lord, I'm sorry for every sin. Wash us with the blood. <laughs> then now you want to pray. <laughs> because you know that you've been messing up. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I thought somebody would appreciate this. Yes. Yes, you have a question? Okay. Yes. I always tell you a story about a lady who was a, a professional da- dancer, a.k.a. stripper, mm-hmm. that went into a man of God's church. And in that church, when she came the first time, came to that church, every church she went to, she was pushed out. You know, when somebody doesn't know dress code, what they think is hot may look very nasty. Because they have no conscious of outside, they just see themselves. And they bring the environment wherever they go. So she was in that life. And she was dancing and, you know, and things like that. And she went to, uh, she went to the church. And the man of God met, and the man of God was like, hey, uh, um, mm, um, uh, oh, you're back. Ah. Ah. You know, it was like, uh, how are you, sister? Oh, I'm fine. Uh, this, this was like, okay. Uh, 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 what do you do? Oh, I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a professional dancer. Oh, okay, okay, no problem. Of course, the man is a prophet. He knows what she does. Mm-hmm. He said, Lord, let me pray for you. Lord, I pray that you bless her in what she does. Open even more doors to show her that you can provide for her beyond where she thinks. Mm-hmm. Amen. But the woman did not know that it was a spiritual prayer. Mm-hmm. He was saying, God, open other streams and remove her from this thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she was shocked. She was like, how can somebody see me dressed like this and still ah. so she kept coming one month later the man of God sees her he's like oh sister oh you're still here you're coming here he's like sister what's going on she did not dress the same she did not look the same nothing of her former life looked like her nobody told her you can't dress like that nobody told her you can't look like that but immediately he said so how is business he said prophet it came out of me Mm. it was no longer something I wanted to do I'm doing nursing now I'm going to nursing school you cannot do the same things thinking that you change that's insanity insanity is doing the same thing thinking there will be a different result insanity So what does God want us to do? Look into ourselves. 
and be honest with ourselves. Before I can rebuke a demon that will obey me out there, that demon should know that they have no place in me. You cannot rebuke a demon when a demon looks at you, he sees all the holes. It's only the grace of God that will help you to free them. No prayer life. You will fall for every bait the devil throws at you. Daniel prayed. He had a custom in the way he prayed. Daniel prayed three times in a day. In the morning, in the midday, and in the evening. That when it was midday, he would take a break and go and pray at home and then go back to work. That when they threatened him with prison, if you don't worship the king, he had no fear. When they said they would kill all the wise men of the land, he had no fear. He was innocent in the sight of God and no temptation could ever bait him because of his prayer life. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the same way, they put a furnace in front of them. And they said, ah, you can throw us in the fire, we are good. We fall into temptation because we lack prayer. Prayer fortifies you. Prayer builds you up. So that when the devil comes, you can resist him. How, can you, how do you resist the devil? You don't even need to tell him I rebuke you. Your character. Simply your character. They will bring you drugs. You'll be like, no, nah, I'm good. They will smoke. you say, no, 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 I'm fine. Until people will start to say, Ah, you know what, uh, if you, they'll come around you and say, ah, we're about to, no, we don't, don't if, they won't even use bad language around you. Yeah. Yeah. They'll be so conscious, you'll be like a sign of righteousness to them. Yeah. That when you're around, they will even use a different language. Yeah. When you're around, they won't do the things they usually do. They will even say, ah, let, let. then when they leave, they will do their mess, but they will never do it in your presence. Right. Don't be a person that is on fire today, tomorrow you are quenched. Because the fire of God comes to give you a boost so that you can begin to build your character. The sign of spiritual maturity is character, not gifts. Because character cultivates gift. Because character is discipline. Anybody who is always diligent with little things will manage big things in no time. Because they have built that character. But if you have no prayer life, this one will come, you'll go left. That one will come, you'll go right. Have you ever met people who are smoking? Cigarettes, and they will tell you this is bad for you, don't smoke, but they are still smoking. Right. <laughs> yeah. They have no resistance. Right. 
because it's already killing them that they have accepted that I'll just die. By their fruits. What is a fruit? Character. Character. If you want to know a believer that is actually free, their character is different. Amen. When you meet them, you think you have met the Lord. Their love, their compassion, the way they talk to you, the way they deal with you, they have no self. They are open. Their desire is to build you up. Are you that person? If not, you need deliverance. And that deliverance is not of fire and brimstone. Start getting on your knees, reading your Bible and praying. You will be changed. Let me finish with this. I don't know why God is making me speak about character. Before I can even tell you how you deal with demons outside of yourself, this is very important. This is very important in itself. We are driven to succeed, but we are not driven to live for Christ. How can you worship a God you don't talk to? How will you know what? You know, how I worship God should not be the same way you worship God. Let me explain. He is my Lord, not our Lord. He is my Savior, not our Savior. Meaning my relationship from, with Him should differ from you. It shouldn't be the same thing. Because if I am giving him what you're giving him, then we are not giving him anything of value. But if I can give God what he does not have, now I am touching his heart. Now I am touching his heart. But everybody, ooh, the worship was good, but what did you give God? Because worship is of ministering to God. Building your prayer life makes God a companion and a friend. Mm. Building a prayer life makes you to begin to walk with God. Building a prayer life is building a habit of conversation with God. Mm -hmm. Building a prayer life fortifies you Builds you up, makes you a giant, makes you strong. Mm -hmm. 
If this is not in you, you'll be pleading the blood. You'll be, name of Jesus, name of Jesus, name of Jesus, name of Jesus, name of Jesus. Nothing is going to happen. Apostle Paul just looked and said, hey, spirit of divination, come out. The spirit left. Let me show you a verse. Jesus, everywhere Jesus did, he healed people, right? Are you ready for this? Matthew chapter 13, verse 58. Matthew 13. Let me, let me read it for you. Hmm. Listen to this. And when he came from 54, and when he, had, when he was come into his own country, he taught them in their synagogue, insomuch that they were astonished and said, Whence has this man this wisdom and these mighty works? Is not this the carpenter's son? And is, and is not his mother called Mary? And his brethren James and Joseph and Simon and Judas. And his sisters and are they not all with us? Whence then has this man all these things? And they were offended in him. When you are bringing what God is saying, people will be offended. And the word offended there is scandalizo. To put a stumbling block. Instead of building them up, it becomes a stumbling block. That's why people don't like the message that makes them to change. Right. Right. In him, but Jesus said unto them, a prophet is not with honor, save in his own, has no, has, a prophet is not without honor, save in his own country and his own house. Saying a prophet is not honored in his house. And in his own country. And he did not he, and he did not many mighty works because of their unbelief. Yeah. What is unbelief? They never accepted what he said. He became a stumbling block. The greatest sin is unbelief. Somebody who carries unbelief, Jesus can come and you will not get a breakthrough. Yeah. But when you Start consuming the word of God. Your faith level changes. You begin to understand the language of Jesus. You begin to change. Maybe tomorrow I'll teach how to deal with other, the spirits externally. But God was making me deal with this one. Because Christians born from above cannot have a demon in them. The Bible says, he that continues to sin is not born again. Mm -hmm. 
meaning you still need, del- you need deliverance. Because the heavenly nature is still not in you. It may be there, but you're just not driven by it. So what do you do? You need to change. But this change cannot come because you say, I won't do this. But this change comes by you making a decision that I'm going to live for God and God help me. And put off the old man. The Bible says, let him that adorns, not, let him not adorn on the out, outward things. Their hair, your makeup, but work on the inward man. If you take care of your outside more than your inside, you are foolish. Everybody sees you driving a G-Wagon, but you live in a one-bedroom apartment. (laughs) Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Everybody sees you with a Rolls Royce. Everybody sees boss. But when you go home, you sleep in a small corner. <laughs> you, have a, you have a studio. That is having an outward adorning. That's why you find everything directed or led by lust is always external. I do this because I like it. I dress like this because I like it. I talk like this because it's how I am. Everything is external. It's not internal. It does not think about progressing people. It thinks about self. Mm-hmm. Imagine if I lived for myself. Mm-hmm. Somebody should look at your life and want to follow Jesus. It's not too late. It's not impossible. But somebody should look at you and say, I want to be like Jesus because of this person. Somebody should not look at you and say, wow, okay. Look, I have nothing wrong with earrings. I used to have holes. But do you know why I gave it up? Because you will stumble people. Is it a sin? No. But when my time to serve God came, I put that away. Not because I'm religious, because I want to save people. My ambition is bigger than me. It's not about me. It's not about me. I, have, I can have dreadlocks and I will preach to people and people will come to Jesus, but there are people who will not come simply because my hair was a stumbling block. Mm-hmm. So you know what? I will look decent because my goal is to win people to Christ, not for them to like me the way I am. I am irrelevant. Mm-hmm. For Jesus was made of no reputation. It's not about how I feel. It's not about how I look mm-hmm. because my life is not my own. I love God so much that what I do for God is the center of everything. Mm-hmm. I promise you this. I promise you this with all my heart. The same way the Lord Jesus was saying, I must be about my father's business. God is my witness. That's how I live. That's exactly how I live. I can minister to people every day, every hour, every second, and I will never get tired. I just want to do his will. That's how God wants us to be. 
I remember I had a, I had a small surgery. After they took off the thing uh, the next day, I invited people and I was teaching you guys. The very next day, I still couldn't even look at light. The very next day, I wanted people to come over so I can teach them. Because I just want to do God's work. It does, I feel like time is running out. People need to get this thing. That's a sign that you're actually delivered. Your soul is delivered and your flesh is delivered. Is when your interest is more about God than yourself. There's a day that in church I was actually preaching and my vision became so blurry because of the light, but none of you ever knew. Mm. <laughs> Only Claudius knew, I told him. But when you are so caught up with God, it doesn't matter what is in front of you. Mm. That's how God wants us to be. That is a sign that you yourself to be delivered. Remember the Bible says you are in the kingdom of light, not of darkness. You are in another kingdom. You have to give up the old stuff. It is given up in time, but you have to be before God for God to help you. I understand why I don't need those things. It came out of me. It was not something I forced. It came out. My question is this now to you. How deep is your deliverance? How deep is it? How delivered are you? God doesn't have your heart. God doesn't have your love. You have to give it. That's the thing that you can give God that he doesn't have. That's why God never ordered Adam to worship him. Because if I tell you worship me, I am manipulating you. That's not love. That's corruption. When people say, I was created to worship him, that's a lie. No human being was created to worship God. There is no verse you will show me in the Bible. But we worship him because we have come to know him. It's something that you decide and you come to realize and you give him. You don't worship God because he made you. That's not love. That's what the devil does to people. Listen to this. Kiamagana uh, Hilda 
What did she say? Could you find a post before that? She's talking about she was she's still having demonic attacks even when they told she okay. Help me, people of God. Whenever I enter a new place or town, all spirits start fighting me. How can I fight them? Then keep going. Uh, my son Chick is asking, Do you have a spiritual father? Uh, what was the next response? Keep going. I want to help this person. Yes, but he told me to cover myself in the blood of Jesus, but still they still attack me. Uh, Keep going. Huh? Kiamagana, uh, Hilda, I want you to find my teaching on the blood of Jesus. On, on here. And it will teach you. <laughs> It will help you. You see how you guys are blessed. Everybody that is here. Everybody that is here. And you have never heard of that. Uh, part two explains it all. She can watch that because it's just Q&A direct. I promise you, knowledge is power. Amen. Amen. I prophesy to you, Kiamagana, your battle is settled. In Jesus' name. No spirit will be able to challenge you or fight you from today. Amen. As I stand before God, nothing shall happen to you. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, I have spoken your word from your heart for your people. I pray that those who are watching from home, those who are here, Every one of them will be blessed and will be touched by a special blessing. Give us the grace, O oh Father, to be in prayer and to stand before you and to seek after you. That our lives will not be the same from this day. I pray, O oh Lord, that you will stand mighty as you are forever in our lives. Let what was impossible become possible from this hour. I thank you that, Lord, the mighty, your mighty deliverance, delivering hand is upon each and every one of them. Let true change and transformation begin inside and pour and, and, and overflow outside. Bless everybody that is watching now in Jesus' name. I want everybody uh, to sign up for prophetic school, those who have not, and those who are giving, remember, listen. Anybody that inboxes you and says it's Prophet Lovian is asking you to give money, don't do it. I don't ask people for money. If you want to give and support the ministry, you go to prophetlovi.com and, and there they will show you how to give. But I never call people and say the Lord is saying this, find this money to give like this. 
I don't do that. If you see those profiles, report them, whether it's on Instagram or Facebook, report them and block them. I don't inbox people on Facebook or on Instagram. I don't do that. Those are wicked people trying to prey on the people of God. So God bless you. I love you. Shalom, shalom. Blessings everybody, this is Prophet Lovi and I'm so excited to be inviting you to the second prophetic school that we're going to be having this year. It's just going to be phenomenal. The first one was so powerful, but this one will be even greater and will be even better. It's very important to understand that it is God's will that every single person, whether you're an evangelist, whether you're a pastor, whether you're a teacher, whether you're an apostle, for you to function in the prophetic because the prophetic is the revealer of things that are hidden in the heavenly realm. If God wanted to speak to you concerning California right now, you cannot find any verse in the scripture that will talk about California, but God through his spirit and by his spirit, he can speak to you specifically concerning the things he's gonna be doing in the land. So it's very important for you to know how to hear the voice of God so that you will know that every step that you take that God is the one that is ordering it. The Bible says it clearly, those who are led by the Spirit are the sons of God. My desire is that you will grow into a place where you are led by the Holy Spirit, where you can know His voice, you will know His still small voice, where He wants you to go, where He wants you to step so that many people will be blessed because of you. My prayer is that you will be one of those that will be baptized in the prophetic and your life will never be the same. This is Prophet Lovi and I can't wait to see you from September 30th to October 2nd. It's going to be prophetic. It's going to be powerful and you will live so equipped and ready to win the world for Jesus. God bless you and I can't wait to see you. This is the Prophet Lovi. Shalom, shalom.